Good morning, everyone. And today is a day of red, pink, even a little bit of purple, I think, because a lot of people like that purple color. But good morning, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Good morning. This is Carol So, aka Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, sending a lots of, I hope I'm doing this correctly. You, you are, and I can only do a half because I'm not on my computer and I'm holding my cell phone. So it's, I'm giving you a half a heart. <laughs> kind of go back and forth. So yeah, happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Um, you know, shot through the heart and um, you're to blame. You give love a bad name, but you know what? Today it's all about giving the love and, you know, and accepting it as well. You know, that's part of the process too. And so happy Valentine's Day. Right. And I want to remind everyone that Valentine's Day is not just for lovers. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, it's a couple's thing. And then, you know, you, you get couples or you get single people that are like, oh, I don't have that significant other. It is not about couples. Yeah, that's a piece of it. Uh, but it's really just spreading the love and, you know, family, friends. And that real good feel of passing kindness and love forward, because we always talk about the greatest of all human emotion is gratitude and gratitude is sparked through love and, and doing kind things and, and just being good to one another. So uh, happy Valentine's Day. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those days where, you know, I think some put a lot of pressure on themselves. You hear a lot of times that's when a lot of people get engaged. Some people you know, depending on the year, if it's kind of a funky year, like I can remember in 2014, a lot of people were getting married because it was 21414. Uh, so sometimes, you know, the significance of the number means something with that 14. Um, but it is not just for just couples. Yes, that's a part of it. But make sure that, you know, it's just really about spreading the love and really letting people know that you love them. You know, how many, how many times we're, we're so busy that we forget those three simple words, I love you. Uh, and it's so important because it changes the dynamic and has the possibility of uh, really refocusing someone's day or, or putting it in a better light. So don't forget to say, I love you, regardless of who you're saying. I love that, you too. That is so true. And I love you. And, you know, the great the greatest of all those emotions and of, of course gary surprised me the other day which was really really nice um because it's been difficult for me to get out and i was feeling a little better and um he said okay get all glammed up and he ended up taking me to um the library nice sunday brunch so we did valentine's day um <laughs> a little early um I will have to say, and I, I guess it's because, you know, we're in the health and wellness industry as I, you know, it, it's a buffet type of setup. <clears throat> um, so I, I will say that I was amazed at, you know, how well they did everything and, but, you know, you notice certain things and, and I guess I'll just kind of leave it at that. Okay. Well, I'm not really sure what that means, but I am not a buffet. Per I know a lot of people like buffets. I'm not a big fan of buffets for, for several reasons. Um, because obviously I've changed my lifestyle and I do know that a lot of buffets do include a lot of veggies and fruits. So that's a really good thing, but they're, they're just so over engrossed in, uh, the, uh, 
the bad carbs. And I know you have to have a variety of them. So I get that. But I think the whole premise in my view about a buffet is it instills overeating because again, you go there, you can get a new plate every time you go up and people tend to pile on the food and we have to really embrace the love of our bodies, understand that we don't need piles and piles of food. Our body only needs small amounts to run to a certain degree. And that's why supplementation is so important because if we were actually understood what our body needs, you wouldn't be able to eat what it needs because it would be way too much piles of food. So what I love about being in the health and wellness industry is that we do uh, not only are the benefactors of that, but we're the ambassadors of really teaching people proper nutrition, which includes diet. We all diet. We talk about all the time. Diet is just eating. It's also about you know what your body physically can consume from a weight value of what the gross weight of food is before it gets into your body. And while we understand that very reason that we couldn't consume enough calories, the right calories, the right uh, efficient nutrients by food alone and the importance of why supplementation is really intricate part of our overall health and wellness of our gut health. So the, the piece about the buffet is it just prolongs really uh, demonstrates and pushes the the idea of eating beyond our means physically what our bodies can can carry and i so many times i hear people complaining after about oh i'm so full because you overate people you ate too fast in a short window and i don't even care for eating for an hour straight it's a short window if you're consuming the amounts that you're consuming which now you're uncomfortable that is a warning sign like you put way too much food in your body. Um, when you think about the the contents or the, uh, the elasticity of even our gut, it can only expand so far before you're going to get uncomfortable. And I think people just don't embrace that. And I just think it's a, a, buff, a buffet is a gateway for overeating. Well, that's kind of what I was getting to. In fact, you know, <laughs> there was this group of three little old ladies. They were absolutely adorable, all about the same height, um, short, plump. They they were having such a jovial time. Um, and you could see that this was probably their monthly <laughs> get together. And it was so nice seeing that. And then, of course, one of them was behind me um, in the line. And I just had a little piece of something. And I took one potato wedge and then I went for the veggies and the lady behind me said, oh, honey, you can have more than that. Yike. And, and I looked at her and I said, well, no, this is fine. You know, I'm, I'm good. But as I said that, I, of course, saw her plate. And I was like, <laughs> well, I was shocked. Well, and, and I think that's, that's, that, that, to me, again, is the deflection, the acceptance of a buffet. It's a gateway for people that do overeat. And it's like the buffet gives them permission to, you know, overflow their plate with pounds. And I'm talking pounds of food. 
Because if the average person goes up to a buffet three and a half to four times, that's the average. Some do more, some do less, but the average is three and a half times. And the reason why they come up with three and a half times is usually it's three huge plates and a smaller plate of desserts. Uh, for some, they take a bigger plate of dessert. But, you know, that goes to show you that, you know, you don't need, you know, the word gluttony comes from what, you know, it, it's people that overeat, overindulge. And I understand that for many, uh, there's pieces to it. There's an emotional piece to it. You know, when you eat, there's always, regardless of whether you're eating a, a very clean diet, a healthy diet, a, a well-rounded diet or a bad diet, uh, it all stems from emotion. Even, even the healthiest people eat out of emotion. You know, they may, so a healthier person may naturally gravitate to fresh uh, fruits because there's that natural sugar, those natural endorphins, and it makes you feel good. Not only do you feel good from a physiological perspective, from a mindful perspective, you just feel good. And then there's others that go for, say, the sugary unnatural, meaning added sugar, which could be uh, carbs that actually transfer into sugars and or sweets that have refined sugar. Again, it's emotional eating. That gives me that comfort, whether it's that rush of energy, especially if you're overweight and you tend to go for the refined sugar, you feel good because A, it tastes really yummy, number one, but number two, your mind, your mind and your body's already sluggish. And now you've gotten this jolt of energy, which still impacts your um, endorphins, just not in the best natural way that it could be done. So I, I, I do understand the emotional piece to eating. We all have that and you all have to embrace it. We, we, we sure do. Uh, and when you really start to dig in, why am I eating certain food groups? You'd be surprised. The other key piece to some of the bad foods that we eat is actually related to a nutritional deficiency. Sure is. And we, and we talk about that. And so they say, okay, well, how do you fix that? Well, that's why we, we're, we're thrivers. We know that our product fills in those nutritional gaps. Therefore, we don't have the cravings the way someone does that is not on the Thrive Elite experience, whether it's Thrive Classic and or Thrive Elite. And the reason being is we just don't crave those foods anymore. We still can enjoy them, but now we're not overeating them. We're not piling the plate on, you know, of variety. Like, you know, the, the other thing of a, a buffet, how many how often, not all buffets, but some, a good chunk of them, have several flavors of cheesecake. And you will see people like, well, I like the strawberry. I like the raspberry. I like the chocolate. I like the chocolate swirl. I want the fudge. I want the classic. And all of a sudden, before you know it, they got six or seven different kinds of cheesecake on their plate. Mm -hmm. And you already know how I feel about dairy, but that is like a um, magnet for a stomachache to come off. Yeah, I, there's no doubt there was probably a lot of stomach aches and, you know, but it was you know, the being surprised, you know, it, it was really nice to, <laughs> to go do that. And of course, his friend owns the, the library and he, there were su such nice people and, um, you know, had a mimosa. So it was just nice. And of course, you know, a great segue too for uh, Super Bowl Sunday and 
you know, uh, Eagles fans, you know, I was rooting for you. I think you were rooting for them too, but, um, you know, there was a lot of pole climbing these last couple nights. I'm sure there was. I'm sure uh, when they got probably down to the last 15 minutes, they were probably had some poll workers doing one more last glaze. Uh, it was a it was a tough loss. Both teams played amazing. It could have gone either way. Um, I was not a fan, and you know, I talked about this with a lot of people. I was not a fan of the last two minutes. While yes, it was legal to operate the time clock the way that they did, uh, some thought it was very clever. I thought it was anticlimactic because both of these teams, it was back and forth, back and forth, and I've never witnessed just an exciting game, partly because. I didn't have the stress of neither one was my team. So I didn't have that going on. And I just thoroughly enjoyed the back and forth, you know, uh, the offensive line, the defensive lines. Uh, sadly, Philly made, you know, that that big mistake of letting that punt returner like go as many, like from one side to the other of the field. I think if they stopped him earlier, it would have been a different outcome. Uh, and I'm going with that. But both teams played really, really well. I just not was not a fan of, uh, managing the clock that way and it's legal there was nothing wrong but to me it signaled uh one uh i'm not confident and i'm speaking from a coaching perspective as the coach i'm not confident in that my defense can stop that that offensive line number one and number two it just it was anticlimactic because they both we're going with all guts, no, you know all guts no glory attitude the entire game like the entire you know 57 minutes and then you get to the last three minutes I'm like what the heck this is so anticlimactic and uh i did say that you know it it, it didn't it did uh inspire many of us uh, at the party that i was at to reenact the touchdown that was not meant to be with a toe tap right before the line so a lot of us were imitating and mimicking that because we thought, what is he doing? And then once we realized, oh, he's controlling the clock. It was just stupid. It was anticlimactic. Let them score. Let them play football. Let them go man to man and duke it out kind of a thing. So I think the fans were cheated uh, in that regard. But, you know, sadly, the Phillies did have that one big, big mistake at the end of the game. And of course, yeah, I agree with you. You know, it, it was such an amazing game watching the going back and forth. And that's when you know it's a good game. Like each team is putting their hearts and souls on the line. And so that was, it was really awesome to watch. Of course, a lot of chit chat yesterday was um, obviously about the Super Bowl, but, you know, about the halftime show. Um, I love seeing Rihanna. Um, I guess she is definitely pregnant. Um I, but I thought the show was very lackluster, in my opinion. Uh, uh, you know, Tina, our, our daughter, uh, you know, was a choreographer for years in, in the all-star cheerleading world. Uh, she thought it lacked uh, a lot of choreography. Uh, she wasn't a big fan, a big fan of it. Uh, you know, I enjoyed the music. I mean, you know, obviously some of the you know, maybe some of the songs could have been a little bit different uh, because, you know, I always think of the Super Bowl as a family show, you know, and there were some some movements that, you know, maybe some people caught some little 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 people caught. I hope not. So I wasn't a big fan of that. And it does not mean uh, I am prudish in any sense of the word. I am not. But again, know your audience. And the audience was a lot of family uh, family members. The other thing, uh, the thing that infuriated me about it was uh, there is now a film 
um, because my first reaction was as soon as I saw her, I knew she was pregnant. Everyone's like, no, she just had the baby. I said, no, the baby was like, you know, 10 months ago, she's pregnant. And it's, oh, that can't be it. Oh, yes, you can. You can be three months uh, post postpartum and, and get pregnant people. So there's that. But the risk, the risk factor, yeah, and everyone kept, because I really kind of, you know, expressed that a lot of people were chatting and say, oh, she's, she's cabled in. And I said, do you understand why they, 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 they made the word up a accident? You want, you understand that? Uh, we know from uh, what's going on with Baldwin where, you know, there was some negligence. Well, negligence uh, is, you know, in, in that kind of work is, is like, an accident on steroids, but it does occur. It does happen. So my thought process was while, yeah, she was cabled in, there could have been, uh, you know, a cable that busted. You just don't know. And why risk it? You know, you could have stayed on, you know, a nice stage without risking because you're pregnant, you have an unborn child. So you're not only putting your own self at risk, but you're putting an unborn child that doesn't have the choice at risk. So that was the thing that infuriated me and it still infuriates me. It infuriates me more now because there's another video out of one of the dancers who was also on a platform that actually almost fell. Uh, I just saw it this morning on Instagram and you, when you, the person taking it actually points and you see the dancer fall right on the edge, but you know, thankfully got up. Could have been worse. So were they cabled in? Uh, so when you look at that, so say that person, that dancer fell, even though they might've been cabled in and now they're hanging, hanging from the platform up way up in the air, right? You know, what does that do to the young children or what, like how frightening that would be, number one, uh, the chances of the cable snapping at that point would now being pulled if that person went over the platform is extremely a possibility. So, you know, while no, we can't prevent all accidents. And a lot of times you've got to kind of, as I say, throw fear out the window. It is a different responsibility if you are carrying a child. And that was the point of my post. And I had a lot of people comment to me, well, you know, she was cabled in. It was perfectly safe. There is no perfect safe. And to have that mentality, uh, where she had the option of not doing that, she could have actually performed very well just being on a stage. Uh, so that's that's the thing that infuriated with me. And I'm very postured in why I believe that. I thought it was reckless and I thought it was irresponsible. I had nothing to do with her performance. Um, nothing to do with her songs. Uh, the choreography, yeah, I could take it or leave it, leave it. There's a lot of memes going out there, you know, making them look like, you know, marshmallow people, uh, that part, you know, whatever, you know, uh, you know, art, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, to the eye of the beholder. So I, I don't hold that choreography or whatever against them. What I do, uh, hold is the, the reckless and irresponsible behavior of her putting herself at risk because an accident could have occurred. And then what we would be talking about a whole different ball game today. Well, I think, you know, we've heard that expression, take the, take the potential safety hazard out of the equation. And that wasn't done. No. And, you know, moving right along with the, <laughs> with chat of the Super Bowl. Um, the beginning I had a problem with, um, 
And people know that I don't like controversy, but I'm just going to say this anyways. And people may think it's political, and I guess in a way it is. Um, but folks, there is only one national anthem. Uh, well, well, what I will say to that is, you know, I'm not exactly 100% sure how I feel about it one way. I mean, this is, first of all, this particular uh, version, or I wouldn't say it's a version of an anthem, this particular song is a beautiful song, and it actually has been sung uh, with the NFL for quite a while. So this wasn't the first time. A lot of people think this was the first time it was ever done this way. It is not. So I hate to burst your bubble, but they've been doing this for quite a while. I think it's because people have not been paying attention to the NFL because of the, uh, I don't care for the NFL uh, as a whole because they're they're very woke. I'm, I And that part I don't like. But, you know, I think with with every with every showcase big event like that, what I like is it does generate conversation uh, of people and their opinions. And we are so blessed that we live in a country that's free, uh, freedom rings, and that you can voice your opinion. I always tell people just do it with respect. Uh, I was on Instagram this morning, and that particular subject matter came up. Uh, about the song and there was a woman um, and I even I hate calling someone out by the color of their skin because uh, I think that's unnecessary but a lot of people do that uh, this was a, a white woman you know preaching um, you know all about white privilege and all that, that other nonsense that's and they and the wording that she used you know for those that disagreed with whether it was a good idea or, or a not so good idea was uh, that they, that white women in general need to get a effing hobby. Well, you know, my response to that is, so you, you spew, because that's what she's doing. You're spewing your opinion now on this whole white privilege thing, just because people don't agree, uh, it has nothing to do with privilege and the word quote, this phrase is, and it's a propaganda phrase, people, uh, that because uh, there are many uh, different color skins that have, if you want to call it, label it privilege, uh, it's called really an advantage. That's what the word is, it's not privilege. A lot of people will argue, oh, you're privileged when you're born. We are all privileged to be born in God's uh, likeness. So let's knock that crap off. Um, the bottom line is people have the right to disagree. You don't have to you don't have to align your mindset with somebody else's opinion, but they have the right to give their opinion. And somehow people have the notion and those that are spewing the whole privileged propaganda are spewing it because they don't agree with your opinion. Now, I could not necessarily agree with it, but I don't have to get down and dirty and start name calling and trying to uh, incite, you know, anger, incite, you know, like, you know, an, an argument. Just, you know what? I, I I just don't agree with that. And it's okay not to agree. Just do it respectfully. You don't have to like start swearing and, you know, going on these rants that they go on. And I find that those that do that uh, mostly are liberal meatballs, number one. But number two, um, they can spew their opinion. And if you don't agree with it, then they come back with anger, even though you may be coming back with them with your opinion that, is uh, really kind of spoken out very politely. If you don't agree with them, that's when all of a sudden the privilege word comes out. I just think it's a bunch of nonsense. Mm. It's been happening 
uh, through the test of time that people don't always have to agree. There's nothing wrong with that. Just do it with respect, do it with kindness. And a lot of times, usually when you do, the conversation becomes a very good conversation of the pros and cons of whatever you're disagreeing about. You don't have to get nasty. So those that are spewing and swearing back to the people that don't agree with them, get a life. Cause it's, it's, you don't have to act like that. It's ridiculous. Well, and you look foolish. It, it's an adult form of bullying because, you know, I, I stated how I felt, you know, I believe that there's only one national anthem, but I'm not going to argue my perspective um, with somebody who agrees, disagrees with me, because <laughs> number one, I wouldn't do that. And if I cannot have a, um, a really good conversation with someone who disagrees with me, um, and all they can do is spew hatred and, you know, name calling, that's not constructive. That is there's just such a waste of time. And we fully support anybody's opinion we may not agree with you um but you know free speech is <laughs> exactly that free speech right and you know even even that girl that was responding uh yeah freedom of speech she had the right to say what she had to say i politely disagreed and said there was no no reason to go that route um because then that becomes a reflection of the person that really indicates that you can't have a constructive criticism uh, conversation where you don't agree, but you do it politely. Um, and being polite, shedding kindness to those that even disagree with us is the classy road, is the high road. So I choose to take the high road because I, I, I don't have, I don't have the time, the energy to, uh, re, you know, have a, have a back and forth with someone, especially on social media. It, it is ridiculous. It serves no purpose. And I got better things to do with my time. Exactly. So uh, Triumph Tuesday, what are you triumphing over? Well, after, actually, I, I'm ha happy to say that so far I'm not triumphing over anything. Uh, it is Valentine's Day. I've got positivity and love in my heart. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm, maybe I'm triumphing over that it's a little cooler this morning. Uh, we are uh, closer to Disney. Uh, we spent the night here. We had a great night. We went to a nice restaurant last night for Valentine's Day with the family, and they are heading back. Uh, you know, goodbyes are tough. So I guess I may be triumphing over a little bit of sadness, but not so much because I'm going to see them in a few weeks. Uh, you know, we are blessed that, you know, the way our schedules work out, it, you know, we don't, we try not to go more than three months without seeing each other. So that works out nicely. And, you know, so I guess I tr would be triumphing over a little sadness. Oh, yeah. You know, I know. Really goodbyes, goodbyes, goodbyes really suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They do. Well, I think one of my triumphing over, <laughs> I will say, um, doing the countdown to when I'm finally back in my office downstairs, that'll be nice. Um, I'm sure some of you heard the chirping bird in the background. Yep, that bird is still around. Um, the monster over there who gives me dirty looks. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just excited to get back in my own space again. But of course, it's nice being up here, um, you know, different locale it gives you kind of a different, I don't know, makes, makes you focus on what you're, what I'm really, um, what I'm really grateful for. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm glad to hear that the Northeast is having a little bit warmer temps today. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow it's supposed to potentially be around 59, 60 degrees in our area. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, no snow in sight? No, we, ha we haven't. The two or three times that we've had snow, it's been like a just a very thin glaze, nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, I know uh, some of the, you know, children must be a little bit bummed for sled riding. Uh, I do know, at least with the temperatures way up north, uh, they've been blessed where they've been still able to, um, some of the areas have gotten some snow, which is good, uh, as well as be able to <clears throat> make snow, which is got to have snow to go skiing, right? So, uh, you know, th they're blessed that at least the temperatures are cooperating to help them continue to make snow. So that is good. But yeah, uh, the Orlando area is a little bit chilly, um, but it's going to get up to mid 70s. So again, not complaining. It's a bright sun, sunny day. Uh, we're going to head out to the pool a little bit later, relax, meet some friends for a double date Valentine's dinner uh, somewhere in the area. I'm not really sure yet. We haven't figured that out yet keeping it casual and, you know, really, and then heading home to, you know, one of, one of the funny things I used to always talk about when I lived up North is, you know, you go, you go on a vacation, especially if it's warm, right. And the sunshine and, you know, you tend to do a lot of that during the winter months and you go back to say new england i'll use new england as an example uh to that gray colder weather i'm happy for the family that's going back that they're going back to some sunshine and some warmer weather even though it's you know 50 60s um that really helps people you know the the cold kind of gets in our bones and our joints then you add that gloomy look to New England to it and it does a mindset thing to people so I'm, I'm glad that it's a little bit sunnier out and the weather temps are going to be a little bit warmer but I remember when we did travel and went back home just that feeling of ugh going back home to the gloom the doom and it's not the home it's just the feeling because of that wintry feeling uh John, that's one of the things that I, we at John and I are blessed um we we're excited when we go home now uh, not only because we love our home but because it's just it's our sanctuary um you know living in Florida uh is totally a totally different lifestyle I highly recommend it to everyone uh really does uh it does it does the mindset good so you know you're not going home to that gloom. So now when we do get a gloomy day, which sometimes we do, you know, a little rain, uh, it really reminds us of why we're so grateful that we don't have those continuous gray days. Uh, that's the one thing I'm grateful for. That is awesome. And you need to come up with the question of the day. I do. So the question of the day, uh, what gets your heart pumping? It is Valentine's Day. What, what gets your heart pumping? What penetrate your heart so much that it pumps and you just feel so good about it and it's valentine's day so what get your heart pumping i like that yeah. well you heard it here the question of the day is what gets your heart pumping it's valentine's day so we know there's a lot of love going there yeah absolutely and on that note <laughs> this on this triumph tuesday you know make it a good one create create your own valentine special write yourself a valentine note 
you just may be surprised at how good that makes you feel. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am with two sisters, and this is Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, wishing all of you a momentous Valentine's Day. Spread the love. Don't forget the elderly. A lot of times they are lonely because they are really missing that loved one especially if they've got a spouse or a partner that is no longer with them. So make sure you reach out to them, give them good wishes, let them know they're loved. And remember, it's not just about couples. It's about everyone spreading the love, spreading your heart, uh, which then in turn turns that human emotion into gratitude, the greatest of all emotions. With that, we will see you tomorrow for Wealth Wellness Wednesday. We got a lot, of, a lot to chat about in the wealth and wellness industry of what is good for your gut and what is not. With that, we wish you a great, happy Valentine's Day. Take care, everyone. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.